Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Survivor Season 40 is here with 20 past champions returning for winners at war. Survivor fans know that this is the best Survivor season in years, and we're breaking it all down after each episode on Rob Has a Podcast. I'm two-time Survivor Rob Cisternino, host of Rob's a Podcast, and we've got recaps, interviews with your favorite former players, and a community of Survivor fans from all around the world. So come check out Rob Has a Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcast. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Feels like our version of Around the Horn, which would make me Tony Reale. I've uh, got Fritzy at his house in his office, Seaton in his music room at his home, McLovin in his apartment in Brooklyn, and Paulie is here in studio with me. Glad you're part of the program. If you like get in touch, you can a variety of ways. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle with show, and you can watch this program but I'm warning you, uh, youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. It's going swimmingly. I got an email from uh, Jody in Baltimore. I love your show, and today is why Fritzel J never disappoints remote or back row. Please keep the show on during this time. Stay well, Dan and the Danettes. Fritzy is learning the process here of uh, turning on his uh, computer, turning on his a great start. mute. And, yeah. Well, when you're waving to your daughter, I assume that you have something to say to me. I don't know your daughter is in the room you're with absolutely you. absolutely right. I thought my arm was out of view of what you were seeing on my screen because she's looking at me with these puppy dog eyes like, i got to get this thing from my English paper that for some reason she had to Whose fault is it, Todd? Ultimately, it's my fault. Okay, but I made it very you. clear that between 9 and noon Eastern, you have to print something when you're e-learning, and it doesn't have to be printed because it's something she can, she can probably send you know, digitally to her teacher. She's not handing it in anytime soon, going back to school in two months. Thank you, Todd. Yes, yeah, well. Someone on Twitter said that it's like when the teacher calls on you in class and you don't know the answer. <laughs> like, remember in school, the teacher would be like, uh, yes, it's Seton? And you're like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we had a couple <laughs> of those. Blankly we had a couple of those moments with Todd in the first hour, where I went to him, and I don't know if he heard me. And then the one time you're waving to your daughter, I think you want to be called on. So and then I panicked because my screen disappeared, and I couldn't find the mute unmute button because there was nothing on my screen. That's what I need. I need a mute button like Reality has on Around the Horn. <laughs> that would really come in handy here. But I also need to help you turn on your microphone as well. We're workshopping this. Okay, we came in yesterday morning. And uh, around nine, 9 in the morning, and I we got everybody set up remotely, and we just wanted to go through the process, and it went swimmingly. And I kept saying to the guys, you got to watch turning on and off your, your microphone and make sure you're looking ahead because you guys are on camera just to let everybody know, you know, that we're able to see you at all times. But, Todd, we'll figure this out. We'll get there. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. <laughs> like, I, I wonder if people at home think this is a bit. I think people at home think this might be a bit. No, no I think if they've, if they've listened or watched this show, they know this is not a bit. Because Todd is one hour away from not having his microphone on at all. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm, you're going to have microphone quarantine. I mean, I'm going to have to do it to you. because I don't want to be on microphone quarantine. I know, but when I go to you... Okay. You sent me an email about what Chris Godwin should ask for Tom Brady in exchange for number 12. Here it comes. When I could have just raised my hand and said it myself. No, but then I, I go to you 
because you sent me an email and then you go, what? Like you didn't have anything to say. <laughs> that was the moment of the whole printing the okay. work thing was happening. How about you stay focused on this right here? I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. How about no kids No kids around? I, have the, I had the doors closed. Everything is closed. Where is your they wife? found their way in. She's upstairs on a some kind of conference call with other teachers around Central Connecticut. Yeah, something trivial, not important like that. Yes, yeah, to help kids read or something. Yes, yeah, she. When I was there or this weekend, I wish that I could say that too. That it was all just a bit for the TV show. But I would ask like Todd the simplest questions, <laughs> like, "Hey, do you know the password for your email? Uh, hold on, let me call someone." <laughs> Dude, come on, I have no idea what the password is to the internet. <laughs> Seaton went over to help Fritzy set up his uh, computer and his microphone. You know what was the oddest part, actually, about Todd's house? How normal it was. Everything was, like, nice, calm. Peaceful. Well, that's because his wife is the one who keeps everything normal around there. It, it was all so normal that it was bizarre. In a weird way. But if, if Todd if Todd's wife left for three days, Todd would be worse off than Tom Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> and I really, I believe That's that. That's unfortunately true. Yeah. All right. The orange juice. Well, welcome to the program. Uh, already in progress. We'll get to your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. The Mavs owner, Mark Cuban, will join us coming up. Bobby Hurley, the former Duke All-American guard, will join us as well. Duke guard Trey Jones going pro. The IOC is looking at pushing back the Olympics to 2021. That is our poll question. Should they have the Olympics every three years or every four years? We've been saying if you have it every three years, just just imagine the number of opportunities that these athletes get instead of waiting every four years. McLevin, update the poll results from the first hour. About 70% want it every four years. I'm in that four-year group because I like the round numbers. I know that sounds silly, but I like the history Every four years, I grew up like that. I know it's not logical, but that's how I feel. Why is four a round number? <laughs> well, it's an even number. So you get, okay. It's always been 20, 24, 28, 32. I just, so you can I, think back to the 60 Olympics. I was just looking on the, the you know, the four in the way if it's a round number. Uh, yes, Paul. Why, why would you, you know, why would you not want it every three years? It's still special. It's three weeks every three years. It's, it wouldn't feel like, a, oh, the Olympics again. It's not like we're doing it every year. We're not. This isn't the baseball playoffs or the NFL playoffs. Let's have more of it. No, I'm going to try this. Todd, I think, raised his hand, or he could have been. Okay, okay. Just stay. All right. Don't you have to do the four years because it's every two years you got, you got the Winter Olympics, and then two years later the summer, and then two years later the winter. And that's maybe what McLovin was meaning by, you know, an even number like that. Every two years you've got one of the Olympics going on. All right. Well, we just threw that out there, whether we stay with that or not. But that uh, that's what we went with here. I I. They're going to wait four weeks and then make a decision on the uh, the summer games. I can't imagine that they're going to have that. we got some Meet Friday songs. Today's the first day for Meet Madness, and uh, it'll be a two-week process where you vote on who advances. Wanted to give you a little taste here. Number one seed in the Memphis region. We, we picked regions that had to do with barbecue. And Memphis, the number one seed in Memphis is James in Nashville, and he had this song. We made it to a Friday, so you know what that means. We're firing up the Traeger on the show. Throwing down some meat and cooking real slow. Just watch out for the guys in the back row. Cause there's a creepy Dennett back there. It's kind of been a rough year for DP. He lost a tooth and got stones in his kidney. But not as many as his boy Fritzy. Cause he's the king in that department. So grab a plate, all the buckets, and see. Lots of good meat, the soup will be eaten. 
done. Well written. James in Nashville. And then uh, the number eight seed in the Memphis region, Alex and Noah in Virginia with their take on Phil Collins. Well, if you told me beef was burning, I would come lend a hand. Paulie's busy talking D3 football. And I do not trust the French kid. Traggers hot, whose steaks do you want? Save me some chops and ribeyes. Grab your fork and napkin. This is much better than Todd Fritz's act at Caroline's. I can smell it cooking on the grill all day. I've been waiting all week for a me Friday. That's Alex and Noah in Virginia. That's, that's the eight that's, I, I was going to say the same thing, that that's well written there. But uh, we'll have other songs for you. That's the Memphis region. And uh, you can vote, uh, and it'll be a two-week voting period here uh, as we try to crown our Meat Madness champ. You get a Traeger grill. All right, uh, phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. I saw this. It's not going away. And I know that when I bring this up, I'm going to hear from people in Cincinnati. I'm not the one bringing this up nationally. I'm just bringing it to your attention that it's already been brought up. Todd McShay of ESPN, their draft expert. The Dolphins want Joe Burrow. I can't say that enough. I know they want Burrow. Okay. What are the Dolphins willing to give up? The Dolphins are loaded with draft picks. The number five, number 18, and number 26 picks overall first round. You go back to what the Redskins stupidly did. They sent three first-round picks and a second-rounder in exchange for the rights to take Robert Griffin Jr. III in 2012. The Rams sent six total picks, including two first, for the chance to take Jared Goff first, uh, first overall in 2016. Burrow is not going to come cheaply. And if you're the Bengals, you look at this and say, we truly believe that he is a franchise quarterback. And if you believe in that, then take it. I've said all along, if I'm the Bengals, I think you can find quarterbacks. You're trying to find, you got to piece together a little bit more potent, well-rounded lineup here. Joe Burrow's not going to do well the first couple of years. He's going to struggle. How about you have the infrastructure that is ready when you do bring in your quarterback and then you have that five-year window with the rookie salary cap, that would be my approach on this. And maybe Joe Burrow is the next Joe Montana or the next Tom Brady. Maybe. But, you know, the odds are he won't be. Is he going to be good? Is he going to be great? And then you start to look at these draft picks. Can I get those three first-round draft picks? I don't think you're getting three first-round uh, draft picks from Miami. And Miami did load up. If I'm Miami, you're getting pretty close to being the best team in that division, believe it or not. Because they, they went out and signed some guys. And if you have three first-round picks here, do you take Tua? Even if you don't take Tua. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick will win you some games. He'll lose you some games, but he'll win you some games. If I can get Tua and I can get, you know, something else with those later first-round picks, 
Now, if I'm Miami, that's what I do. But if you're all in on Joe Burrow, which I'm not surprised that they are, but the question is, are the Bengals all in on Joe Burrow? Yeah, McLevin. Would, would the Bengals possibly draft Tua and keep Andy Dalton now? I don't know if that's even possible if they said goodbye, but maybe that's a bridge quarterback situation. Well, I just – I hope that they ease Tua along and he's not thrown into a situation where you go, we want you to play this year. If, if he can come in and he's behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that's great. Or if he would go to Cincinnati at five and he got to sit behind Andy Dalton, I think that would be good as well. I mean, that would be the approach that I would want. I, I think Tua, if, if he's healthy, is on par with Joe Burrow. As a pro, um, you know, it was hard really to, I think, decipher how great they were because they're surrounded by so much talent. Alabama's going to have, what, at least two of their wide receivers taken in the first 15 picks. LSU had as much skill talent as I've seen on a football team in a long, long time. I don't know how you – like, you almost want to see the guy who did more with less and go, you know, that's that's the guy who showed me something here. It's hard with these guys because, you know, when you're looking at their highlight reel, it's like, okay, like Baker Mayfield. You know, they, they, he had great wide receiver and a great tight end at Oklahoma and a great offensive line and, you know, running back. Then you get into a situation where Joe Burrow is going to get into with the Bengals. You're not going to have those weapons. And then how long will it take before you get competitive? And I think that's going to be the big key with this. All right, a couple of phone calls here. James in Virginia. Hey, James, what do you have for me? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Monday. Hail to the Redskins. So for me, man, it's all about the best and the best, man. You got to stay positive in these times. Hope everyone's being safe. Do what y'all got to do, man. But for me, watching CBS put on those national championship games and the, and the best of the uh, tournament, was exciting, man. Even though you kind of knew who was going to win, sometimes you kind of forgot what was going to happen. <laughs> but that Villanova shot at the end to win it against North Carolina in 16, man, that's got to be one of the best shots in, in tournament history, even up there with that Lakers shot. I, I, I didn't get to see that game live, but I did watch some of it. Yeah, and Chris then, Jenkins uh, yeah. yeah, Chris Jenkins hits that shot. And the fact that he didn't need a three, the game's tied. That That's it, it the was, amazing part of that. It, it, it was, and, and just to see the, the, the composure of that young man that, in that time, in that moment, that, that was great uh, television. And then lastly, man, I'll tell you real quick, uh, the, the NASCAR event, the, the eSports event, man, you're kind of skeptical about it. I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan, but going there live and, and watching it live to see how fast they drive, you have much respect. But that eSport event, man, it looks, at first glance, it almost looks real, and then you're like, hold on, wait a minute, I'm watching, I'm watching a, a computer game. Yeah. Danny, Danny Hamlin ended up bumping Dale Jr. in their uh, video game, iRacing. I, it, you know, they, I give Fox a lot of credit, NASCAR a lot of credit. They made that really entertaining. Uh, Kevin in South Carolina, then we'll take a break, make way for Mark Cuban. Hey, Kev. Morning, Dan. Thanks Morning. for taking my call. Sure. 6-1 and a softening 213. I'd like to give my best and worst of the weekend. My best of the weekend is that I finished writing my thesis and submitted it to my committee. So I celebrated with a new exhaust on my motorcycle. My worst is that I still have to defend it on Wednesday. And while I was on hold, I got an email from my advisor asking if I wanted to postpone it, inferring that it wasn't good enough. Oh, sorry about that, Kath. So, 
All right, well, keep your head up. At least maybe get on your motorcycle. <laughs> it's raining, unfortunately. It's it's what? It's raining. <laughs> wow. Sorry we can't help you out, Kev. Take care. Hope day gets a little better there. <laughs> Poor guy. It's raining. It's raining, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. right, we'll take a break. Mark Cuban is set to join us. Todd, how are you doing? You just depressed me a little bit, our friend there. You didn't raise your hand. I didn't. Yeah. I'm just breaking all the rules today. Right. Just, raise your, just raise your hand. Let me see. Okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> Go ahead. Say what you have no, to no, say. No, no, no. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, something you want to say. We're workshopping this. It's just your shirt and your skin, like it all blends together there. And Do it, I look very pale? Is that what we're Very. Saying? Yeah. But it's also it, a little light that we set up here i was like it's really oh that's my fault sorry a little bit there (laughs) i thought we had the lighting all set up over the weekend and all of a sudden i got a note saying you turn it up a bunch okay uh, how about you get a towel and wipe your brown jerry tarkanian do you you need somebody yeah you need a jerry tarkanian towel (laughs) it's really i'm like it's like burning this like my retina a little bit on my left eye i'll be all right if seaton didn't come over you wouldn't (laughs) even be on the air today no chance. Nothing would work. You know, would... it's possible I shouldn't have, and so I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I take responsibility. All right, we'll take a break. Mark Cuban will join us coming up next year, 18 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including a $750,000 poker tier. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Check out the DP Show store. We got T-shirts there. We got baseball caps. Some items going to uh, up to 65% off, plus free shipping when you spend $50 or more. There's a lot of fun stuff there. If you're just uh, breezing through the uh, website, danpatrick.com, get your gear today. Just heard from somebody, a source who said the Bengals will not trade that first-round pick. They just don't. Mike Brown, just like his father, Paul Brown, not going to do it. They won't make a trade. Even though it could benefit them, the Bengals will not, just in case that uh, you know, you're reading what's happening out of Miami. And I do think that they're, if, if Miami, Miami's looking at uh, who is available now 
who's our franchise quarterback? Do we want to go all in on Joe Burrow, or do we just wait for Tua? Because if you wait for Tua, you use the fifth pick overall. If you want Joe Burrow, you're going to use the fifth and then maybe the 18th and then a couple second-round picks there as well. And that's where you got to roll the dice. Is Joe Burrow going to be that much better than Tua? Because if he is, then I understand, you know, spending what it's going to take there. But if, you, if you're not quite sure or you think Tua is right there with him, why not just wait for the fifth pick? Yeah, Paul. Question for you and Andrew. Football question. If, if you were the Dolphins, and let's say the, the, the Bengals said, yes, we'll let this pick go. Will you trade the five and the two other first-round picks this year, three draft picks, to move up to get to get uh, Burrow? Or stay where you're at, get Tua, and add a very good offensive lineman, a very good receiver, a very good defensive player? Which option would you take if you had the two options? Yeah, like I just said, I would stay at five. You wouldn't? You wouldn't? It, it, no. Now, I'm not sold on Joe. Joe Burrow gave me one spectacular season. That that doesn't guarantee me anything here. And and any of these quarterbacks, they need help. You know, it, if you end up going to a team that's not very good for a while, uh, you know, you disappear. And the expectation level is going to be humongous on him going number one. McLovin, what would you do if you're the Dolphins? Wow. I have to be honest. I would lean Burrow because of health, because I'm so scared to his health. Unless... Unless you can really prove that he's healthy, I might do it for Burrow. Well, I'm not tra- I'm not going to take Tua if I'm not sold on his health. If I'm sold on his health, then I wait for Tua at five. And then I use those first-round picks on some guys who can help you play right now. Yeah, McLevin. I saw some mock drafts with Justin Herbert going to either Miami or Cincinnati in the trade. Uh, is that a possibility? I don't know if you've heard, heard a lot about him yet. I have, but all of this, nobody's going to tell you the truth now. Mm. Now, Todd McShay is saying, hey, the Dolphins are all in. And, and he's emphatic when he says that. Well, that doesn't mean the Bengals are all in and willing to trade him. And I, you know, Justin Herbert's going to be a project. Jordan Love's going to be a project. Two is probably going to be a year away from being a real contributor. You know, I, I don't think anybody's going to have a magical turnaround season based on the quarterback that they draft. I just I, – I don't see any of those quarterbacks. You know, if the Chargers take Justin Herbert, Tyron Taylor is going to be playing, and then maybe he's ready next year. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami seems like a great Band-Aid before you bring in uh, Tua. So I, I think we'd love to inflate the quarterbacks, and everybody's interested in a quarterback. I just don't see any of these quarterbacks coming in where you go, wow, that was impressive, or they really turned around their team because – I just don't see that this year. And as much as I, I love what I saw with Burrow at LSU, I just don't know. No, he, He's not going to have the same talent he had at LSU. Let's put it that way. Do you want to go with another poll question? Well, I was going to pitch, if you're the Bengals, what do you do? Do you trade for three Dolphins picks? But should we uh, should I ignore the fact that you just kiboshed it and go with it as a hypothetical well, anyway? The, I, the Bengals, okay, so a source just texted and said the Bengals aren't trading. They, they won't do that. It just that's the Bengal way. They won't do that. Yeah, McLeod. I have a hypothetical poll question. Right. If you are a Patriots slash Tom Brady fan in New England, would you buy a Tom Brady jersey in Tampa Bay? I guess this is for Seton. Do you have loyalty to Brady or to the Pats? Well, I mean, I think that it's a little of both. I think I'm more curious to watch the Buccaneers because Tom Brady's there. Um but it is does feel like a totally different Patriots era beginning. So 
that's gonna it's gonna be a, this season's gonna tell a lot about about them. Well, unless your loyalty is just with the Patriots and no other team, then you know I understand why you wouldn't get a Brady jersey. If I lived in New England, I would, and I was a Brady fan, then I would get a Brady Tampa Bay jersey. Now I don't know where you wear that though. So that that's another thing. Like vacation when you go to Florida, like when are you going to wear that jersey? You're not going to wear. Are you wearing it to a Patriot game when they're playing the Dolphins? Like I, I don't know if that makes sense at all. Yeah, McLevin. That brings up the other question: Are adults allowed to wear sports jerseys? What is our official show ruling on that? You one? can't do that to the audience <laughs> now. That, that, that topic takes over the, the entire show. Uh, Todd excluded. Um, I'm not a big grown-ups wearing jerseys. Basketball jerseys, uh, that's not – I'm not big on that. Football jersey, okay. I guess to a game you can. Like, I understand that. But, like, at what point – it's like trick-or-treating. At what point do you say you're too old to go trick-or-treating? When are you too old to wear a jersey to a football game? Yes, Todd. Never. Too old. <laughs> basketball, I agree with you. As you get old, if you're wearing like a, one of those tank top basketball jerseys, hairy arms and flabby, that's no one needs to see that. But baseball, football, hockey, I think that's fine. You could be 60, 70, 80 years old and wear one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, McLevin. What about guys who wear retro jerseys, like a Joe Klecko jersey to the Jets? That's kind of cool. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. I, I just never got – and I never got into wearing the jerseys. And certainly a basketball jersey. Like, nobody wants to see that where I'm wearing, you know, my Larry Bird throwback and walking around, walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> or going to a game as well. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't – Todd, Todd loves wearing his jerseys, but, you know, that, that's fine. You're a kid. I love it. Yeah. Uh, he's Mark Cuban, the Mavericks owner, joining us on the program. How's morale, Mark? Hey, hanging in there. How are you holding up, Dan? I'm doing okay. So what are you What are you doing? Are you able to get out of the house? No. I mean, well, I mean, I can get out of the house, out of the house, like as in the backyard. And fortunately, I got a, a hoop up. Um, so my 10-year-old and I get out there and play horse and, you know, shoot around and, you know, try to be normal. So it, it hasn't been too bad. Now, this isn't the house you had like 20 years ago. Yeah, what? it is. Oh, you stayed in that house? Same house, yeah. Yeah, creature of habit. And it's it, one room, the old wiffle ball courtroom still has no furniture, so we play <laughs> wiffle ball and family dodgeball in there, and it's broken a few things. But, yeah, so it, it, it's still – my wife has definitely decorated it, but it, it's not what normal people would do. It's like Warren Buffett. Warren has been in that house for decades. Yeah, I've lived in two houses over last – I don't even want to say how many years. So, yeah, I'm comfortable – What's the coolest thing in your house? The trophy. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now as we speak. That baby is beautiful. How often do you, now? Do you have somebody who cleans up in your house? Like who dusts off the NBA championship trophy? Me. Just you. That's, that's yeah, the but one every thing now, you clean. Like once every two years, I send it out to get cleaned, um, just to give it that extra shine, that <laughs> polish. Um, you. How often are you communicating with the commissioner? Um, not very often at all. I mean, his, his hands are full, so there's not a whole lot I can contribute. He's, he's doing everything he can. But we get pretty much daily updates from the league office. But do you think – is there a drop-dead date? No. No, everything's on the table. There are no rules. You know, the bad news is there are no rules. The good news is there are no rules. 
And so everything's on the table. You don't know how, you know, I'm, I'm positive. I think things are going to turn out, you know, better than we think, sooner than we think. Obviously, with still a lot of disruption. But um, I think we'll have to look and see, you know, what happens with television. Television viewing is way up. You know, people are watching Shark Tank. We're having our highest ratings in years. You know, how, how long will that be sustainable? You know, is it now a great time to put on a game with no fans the minute we're able to? Um, we'll see. You know, it's, it's, things are different, and so we'll, we'll adjust accordingly. What kind of options are on the table, though, when it comes to the regular season and the postseason? Well, I, I don't want to speak for the league, but just, you know, talking out loud here, just hypothesizing, I think we can play five games to get guys back in the groove and then go into the playoffs and maybe make the first round five games instead of seven and then just have and play it out from there, um, depending on when we start, obviously. You know, talking to the people I know and everybody thinks they know the guy or the woman, right, um, I think that we, we start to really come out of this in six weeks um, and – that's where, you know, instead of, you know, not leaving your house, you can leave your house, and instead of gatherings limited to 10 people, you can go to 25 people, and that gives us a chance to play a game probably without um, fans, without an audience. But that said, if there's one thing that's going to bring the country back to some level of normalcy and get people's blood going again in a positive way and get people excited, it's going to be sports. And the NBA is incredibly well positioned to, to be the sport that drives you know, the recovery. And so I think the, you know, the commissioner is looking for us, for us to lead and to set an example and to, to be that league that gets people you know, excited again, gets, gets people rallying around their teams. Because the minute we put on that first game, even if it's an exhibition game, Everybody and their brother, even if it's kind of, it'll be kind of like the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that many people are watched, but, you know, half the people don't even watch for the game. They watch for the ads in the halftime. And I think our first game, you know, when we come back, it'll be the same way, just because people want to rally around the flag. They want to feel some sense of normalcy. What was your reaction when uh, you found out in real time that Rudy Gobert tested positive? Um, I didn't find out till later. It, it was, you know, it, it was shocking. Um but not surprising. You know, you don't want to see anybody you know hit with this, but, you know, basketball players, celebrities, whoever, Tom Hanks, we're not immune from any of this. <clears throat> you know, viruses don't care. And so I, 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 I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised. Well, we're watching you react in real time when the commissioner said we're going to, uh, you know, postpone, stop play. Uh, did you see yourself eventually in how you reacted? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be a meme for the forevermore. <laughs> you know, not enough chocolate in your hot chocolate. There's Cuban going crazy, right? Your cat just meowed when he, you know, there's Cuban, you know. Uh, we're talking to Mark Cuban, the Mavs owner. How are you dealing with this as a businessman? I mean, every business is different. Um, obviously, it's, it's really a struggle for most people, and I'm most concerned about employees that get paid by the hour. I mean, before all this hit, just living paycheck to paycheck, you know, not knowing how many hours or, you know, how things are going to turn out, that's, that was brutal then. It's unimaginable what everybody's going through now. And so we're continuing to pay our folks as if nothing happened. Um, we're trying to do that. Uh, I'm trying to get as many of my other companies that I'm involved in but may not own to do the same where possible. Um, and then there's also some companies that, have, that are doing well because of this. You know, if you sell toilet paper, if you sell consumables, you know, our company Dude Wipe is killing it. You know, if you, if you want something more, you know, 
more clean than than toilet paper buy dude wipes and people are and you know and people who sell food as as, as people fill up their pantries um and so we're trying to get them to you know rather than just putting the money in their pocket hire as many people as possible and and just try to do the right thing and you know, and hopefully everybody out there that's involved in a small business will immediately go to SBA.gov and start applying for emergency loans so that you can try to retain all your employees. Um, it's not going to be easy. These are crazy times. Um, and we'll see what happens with what, what legislation is passed today, hopefully. But, you know, everybody's just got to try to do what they can do. Have all of your players been tested? Um, I can't comment on that, but no, nobody has anything, and I haven't been tested. I know none of our managers, you know, none of our um, um, staff that I'm aware of has been tested. Um, we haven't had anybody showing any symptoms, so there, there's no reason for them to be. And it's just such a crazy time. And, Isn't it? And I know that we sound selfish when we say, boy, we want to have games come back. But I, I just think there's only so long you can watch the news or listen to the news. And, and right. I know the NFL has been uh, – criticized uh, by some people that, you know, should they be continuing business as usual here? Yes. What do you think? Yes, yes. Look, we turn on the news, and there's people doing their job from home, and that gives us a sense of normalcy. The minute we turn on ESPN or CNBC or whoever, and there's nobody there, that's when we freak out. You know, and so for the NFL and the NBA to do, you know, the NFL with their draft. Now, how you sign players and, you know, you have to deal with social distancing. You have to adhere to all that. You have to be overreactive because you don't want to look back and say, oh, no, what did I do? You know, what did I do? How did I cause this, this, and this? Um, so you have to overreact. But that said, any, within those constraints, anything you can do that has any level of normalcy, please do do. Because we want diversions. That's why coming back and playing a, an exhibition game or getting our games played, even if there's no fans there, that's a sense of normalcy. That gives us something, like to your point, to divert our attention, to make us feel a little better. So, you know what, if, if people want to argue about who's going to be drafted by the NFL or the NBA, that's a great thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm there with you, and I know that people, you know, it's oh, it's insensitive that uh, Amari Cooper is signing a five-year, $100 million deal, and I'm going, I'm not bothered by it. I, no. got, I just, I, I, I needed the break. I, let, let me just say a, an absolute fact of life. When you're dealing with imperfect information, you make imperfect, imperfect decisions, and every decision you make is going to be wrong at some level to somebody, every single one. And knowing that, you just have to make the best decisions that you can. And that's why this is not the time. Look, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, but I'm certainly not going to criticize him. I think what he's, he's doing his best, and, you know, the government's doing their best. Our politicians are doing their best. And now is not the time to criticize him. There will be plenty of time for that when we're on the other side of this. And, hell, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, throwing, I'll be throwing fire at the people I, I don't agree with. But now is not the time. Now is the time for us to re recognize that, you know, it's we the people and we're in this together. It's just, it's just wasted energy just criticizing people right now. Good to talk to you, Mark. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Anytime, Dan. Appreciate it, buddy. Stay safe. That's Mark Cuban, Mavs owner, of course, uh, one of the stars of uh, Shark Tank. We'll take a break. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Your phone calls on this uh, Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like, 877-3DP-SHOW. We're back after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, 
and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Oh, always good to talk to Mark Cuban. He's a smart guy. I think there's a drop dead date for the NBA, although he says no, but I think there has to be. Because at some point you just say, and I was told they were going to need five regular season games, but you're going to need a little bit of time before then, before you start to play the games. And the other thing that I was told, Mark said a best of five in the opening round. I was told maybe a best of three, then you go to best of five, and then best of seven, if they get basketball back. Uh, two more Meat Madness songs here. We're in the Memphis region today. We're going to play those songs. This is uh, Dell in Virginia. He's a number four seed in the Meat Madness bracket. When I came home Thursday night, shout out to Davis. Hey, I said I wasn't hungry. I want some A-U-double-A. I'm gonna grab me something to eat and find my section roll seat. Hey, on the trigger. Good. Suck it back. Whoa! And tell Frenchy he's had enough. Give me that beef, that's that of the day, that's juicy stuff. Second time, long time, arcade fire, that's funky. That's great. That's Dell in Virginia, Rick James. That's a four seat. I'll give you an idea of just how talented this uh, group is. Here's TJ in Washington, a number five seed. I'm at the butcher shop, contemplating, should I get a prime rib? I'm debating, check out those lamb chops, those fillets and tomahawks, should I just get some brats? <laughs> now meat Friday is here, no more waiting, got a 20-pound brisket, marinating, gonna smoke it on low, I'm about to season in bro, it's there I say in fuego. Suck it back and roll. <laughs> Come on over, bring some wolf ups. And Reggie Aloysius Miller knows what's about to put that meat on the trigger. I put that meat so on the trigger. So that's TJ in Washington. That's a 4 5 seed. Wow. That is uh, that's tough sledding in that region. That's the Memphis region. We'll play a couple more songs coming up. All right, best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'm going to go to you. First. You're taking a chance. You're yes, I am. Chance. Hey, you turned on your microphone. I sure did. My best of the weekend, Rewatching the Duke and an OT, and I know you were sick of my text over the weekend, but the 1978 oh, AL East tiebreaker game on MLB Network, Bucky Dent for the Green Monster in Fenway. That was fantastic. Yeah, and Todd's, Todd's yeah. texting me as if it's – this is that's my worst of the weekend, that you were texting you me. <laughs> Well, you're you're doing play-by-play for a game that was 1978, and I said, Todd, stop. And then you got all you gave me the sad you emoji. Did he with the prayer, please? <laughs> I did. The prayer emoji. How about you lose my number for a week? <laughs> it really, it actually really got old. Wow. 
because I couldn't tell from a text your tone. Is, all right, give me your worst. Really give me your worst. All right, worst not being able to watch March Madness all weekend. We should be down to the round of 16 right now, and that's a bummer. All right, Seton O'Connor. Well, my best of the weekend was actually going for a run, uh, which is something I haven't done in a very long time. There were a lot of people outside over the weekend. And like crazy amount. They're the worst. It felt like everybody wanted to get out, needed to get out, and they were out. There were more people out than you know I'd ever seen. And you're like, aren't we supposed to be inside? But then we're all outside. You know. It was spurred on by uh, the fact that I had already spent about 72 straight hours on Netflix just watching TV. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I have to get out of this chair and, and leave. I was already – I went so far down the rabbit hole, I was watching this documentary, which was very good, about a writer named Joan Didion. Yeah. Who I'm not familiar with, but she wrote a lot in the uh, a lot about like California subculture in the '60s, and it was really fascinating. But I was like, this is really good, but I have to get up and move. I've seen that documentary. Uh, it's really good. Joan Didion. You know, she lost her daughter. Uh, you know, really fascinating, fascinating writer. Uh, McLovin. Okay, my best is going to be I watched for some reason ESPN showed a bunch of Patriots Super Bowls. How come no one can cover Julian Edelman, Dan? Nobody can stop him in the Super Bowl. You're asking me now? Well, that's how sports is now. You asked questions from four years oh, ago. Like but, did it just sneak up on you that Edelman was really good <laughs> in Super Bowls? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I watch all those Patriots Super Bowls. Uh, worse, I'm going to go with coronavirus. Thanks, McLovin. That was mine. <laughs> Uh, Paulie Best and Worst of the Weekend. I had two of them. First of all, I dust off my PlayStation 2 and EA Sports NCAA Football 2005-2006. Played that for about 11 hours on Saturday. But I watched a couple of those old Super Bowl cut-down shows. Um, the Patriots Super Bowl against the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They're, they pull one of their defensive backs, and the Patriots put in an, um, Malcolm Butler, who was a nobody, a, a young player. And you see on the sidelines, they cut to the, the sidelines, and the offensive players for the Seahawks are like, hey, 21's in the game. Let's go. Let's get after his, you know what, let's go. Let's get him. He's a, he's a nobody. He's a rookie. And they're like, let's get Malcolm Butler, but they call him 21. And then on the other side of the Patriots are like, you know, this guy can do this. And they interview Belichick about why they went to Malcolm Butler. Like, he was tough. He's, he was clutch all week in practice. He listened to what we said. But to see Malcolm Butler's career go from nothing to 30 minutes later being a household name as a uh, one of the great plays, if not the greatest in Super Bowl history, was fascinating. Yeah, I think it's the greatest play in Super Bowl history because of what was at stake. Russell Wilson wins a second. Uh, you know, the, the loss became a win. And then Brady ends up winning another Super Bowl. I mean, it, it was just – we've had game – you know, Jim O'Brien kicked a field goal in Super Bowl five that won the Super Bowl. I mean, there have been moments there, but – that game was a spectacular game. There have been quite a few great games. Arizona against Pittsburgh was a great game. Back and forth was wonderful. Uh, the Eagles against the Patriots, back and forth was wonderful. Uh, but, yeah, I, that finish with Seattle, it's the uh, best finish that I've ever seen. We got a winner. Fritzy does a scoreboard um, each day, and we give out DP Show gear. And... Uh, He's got 91 and 92 are his numbers. The winner is Brian from Minneapolis. He's the sports editor for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. So uh, thank you, Brian. All right. If I was going to guess, I would guess 91-92 has to do with Bobby Hurley in the Duke basketball program. Mm -hmm. How did I do, Tom? Very warm there. Oh, I'm warm. Very warm. Extremely warm with that. Okay. 
So what would 91 and 92 mean? Is that a score? Is that... No, they went back-to-back title. There you go. Is that your official answer? Are you locking that in? Yes. 1991 and 1992? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that as warm as it can possibly get? And it's extremely, but you didn't officially say what 91 and 92 was. It was giving a little figurative drum roll there. Well, it wasn't the correct. score of Kentucky and Duke. Hot, 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 hot. That was like a 104, 103 or something. Yeah. 92 back to the tells for our next guest. Thank you, Todd. Nicely done. Thank you. More phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. And uh, Bobby Hurley will join us. More Meet Friday songs. We'll see if we stay with that poll question. Glad you're part of the program. We're glad to be with you as well on this Monday. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening.